0: Our sermon text comes from a few places. We'll be in Luke chapter two, verses 22 through 32. And then we'll go to Leviticus chapter four, verses 27 through 31. And John one, 29. And then we'll end at first Peter one, verses 18 and 19. Luke chapter 2, verse 22. And when the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. If any one of the common people sins unintentionally in doing any one of these things that by the Lord's commandment ought not to be done and realizes his guilt or the sin which he has committed is made known to him, he shall bring forth his offering, a goat, a female without blemish for his sin which he has committed and he shall lay his head his hand on the head of his sin offering and kill the sin offering in the place of burnt offering. And the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour out all the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. And all its fat he shall remove. As the fat is removed from the peace offerings and the, peace, and the priest shall Burn it on the altar for a pleasing aroma to the Lord, and the priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be forgiven." John 1:29. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of the Lord, who takes away the sin of the world. 1 Peter 1, verse 18 and 19. Knowing that you were ransomed, from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning. I'm Howard Brown, the pastor here at Christ Central Church. Merry Christmas you guys. And um, we just moved this week. We chose the best week to move our whole house. Um, And um, so I'm glad we found some clothes to wear this morning. Um, We can't find shoes. We can't find certain things. Something's mislabeled. um, But we're here um, and fully clothed and in our right mind, as they used to say. Um, So we survived the move. And um, glad to have you guys with us this morning in worship. And um, as we come to the last word, in our words of the season Christmas series though there are a number of scriptures that we read today, don't be afraid this sermon is an abbreviated version of what you may normally receive and be used to on Sunday morning at Christ Central Church and for some of you, that's a real gift this Christmas morning and for you real and holy and true Christians you will feel robbed. But the word Christmas for you etymologists as opposed to you bug-loving entomologists, you probably have broken down this word already into two parts. Christ, yes, the Son of God, and Mass. In the central act of worship in the Roman Catholic Church, the Mass We're much like our Protestant worship service. There is singing and confession and assurance and meet and greet called Passing the Peace and preaching. And the highlight, of course, the Eucharist in the Roman Catholic tradition. And ours, the Lord's Supper. And theirs, the wine and bread become the actual body and blood of Jesus through transubstantiation. And in ours, it is spiritual food, not becoming the actual blood and body, but no less the grace of God feeding our souls. What does Christmas or the Christ Mass mean? In summary, it means the highest worship of Christ as Lord, the highlight of which is the celebration and clear recognition of Jesus' death. In other words, the stretched out unabridged holiday greeting would be something like Mary, Jesus was sent to die for our sins day. Kind of morbid. And not what it means, or, or what people have in mind today, because Christmas has come to mean a day and a season, unfortunately, where we can feel good about ourselves by doing good things ourselves, for others even, and then feel good ourselves on our own. And yet Christmas, the Christ Mass we celebrate as believers, says somewhat, says somewhat the opposite that we couldn't make life or right or good for ourselves. And so God sent his son to die for our lack of ability to do right and well, and our inability not to do and be done wrong. On Christmas, in that word, we say two things I want us to see today. Christ was sent to die to give us what we needed. Christ was sent to die to give God what He wanted. If you want to ruin a Christmas present for kids or anybody, talk about them getting gifts that are about them getting what they need. This Christmas present is going to provide you what you need, son. No, not the word need, right? It means socks. Instead of five golden rings, right? Clothes that are too big but good because you can grow into them, right? Need means green beans instead of cake and candy. Need means reading complicated instructions before enjoying your gift. Need means church service instead of home playing with toys. Not need, but need is the perfect word for why Jesus had to come to die. Think about it. Someone had to die to make Christmas real. In our Luke passage, Joseph and Mary came to present baby Jesus at the temple to be circumcised and dedicated as the firstborn according to the biblical Old Testament law for devout Jews. According to the law back then in, in that day, the firstborn had to be redeemed to the Lord. In, in fact, any animal firstborn and even a human boy in, but had to be redeemed to the Lord. But instead of killing, of course, the firstborn son, God allowed his people, by his grace and mercy, to bring a substitutionary sacrifice or offering or service instead. In most cases, they would bring a lamb. In addition to bringing Jesus to be presented and redeemed as the firstborn, Joseph and Mary, according to verse 24, brought sacrifices for Mary's ceremonial cleansing required after giving birth. A Jewish woman had to be declared clean again after giving birth to be let back in general community, and then there would be a sacrifice for that cleansing. The poor, though, like Mary and Joseph obviously were, were allowed to bring two turtle doves or pigeons instead of a costly lamb, and that's what they brought. We've been preaching about the words of the season, like joy and peace and merriness, And all the things we hope to be able to get during Christmas to experience them, right? To feel, to know, to hold on to, to be embraced by love and peace and acceptance and comfort and feeling a part of something bigger and not alone, not outcast like Mary would have been without bringing her sacrifice. And we work so hard to generate that stuff by buying folks what they want and some of us drinking some extra Extra spiked eggnog, right? Or cooking a big mama-sized meal to enjoy together as a family and paying extra in gas and travel to see grandma and opening up the sleeper sofa for that one time a year, sleeping foot to head in one bed, or, or doing benevolent things like working at the soup kitchen or bringing canned goods here or there, or doing angel tree or, or answering the Salvation Army bell with a few coins in front of Harris Teeter. But like Mary and Joseph, because of sin and the fall and spiritual poverty beyond what we could afford, apart from Jesus, if we don't have the gift of him, we don't really have or get the true experience and grace benefits of Christmas. Unfortunately, we have something else, a Christ-mirage, right? Not Christmas, A Christmas, right? Not Christmas. Uh, Something that's short of what God has for us. It is safe to say that Mary and Joseph, Joseph could not buy their way in, really, and neither can you wish upon a star or buy your way even with your best attempts. You and I need a substitutionary, spotless baby lamb to lose its life, to be dedicated, to be redeemed, to be offered for your sins just like it was for the firstborn to get a real crisp mass. Someone's body has to redeem, be redeemed to the Lord. A perfect child, a perfect kid, a perfect lamb for our sins and alienation from God and each other. And Mary and Joseph had that, but not their turtle doves and pigeons that day which were representative of their acceptable worship. It was the lamb born to them who was the child and the child that was a lamb. They did bring a lamb, the best, most valuable, priceless lamb ever that day before the priest. And the priest all but said it in verse 29 through 32, declaring this. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. That you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. We need Jesus, the Christ whom the Bible calls the firstborn among many, the one who was dedicated and died for us so that we could experience um, the, the, the worship, the Protestant version of the Mass, of course, so that we can experience the blessings and grace and acceptance and freedom and joy and peace and worth God has for broken human beings like you and me in a fallen world that needs His grace. In that worship, in the Mass part of Christmas, in the meeting and reconciliation of God with His people and people with God, He He is calling us to be touched and touch him in the saving relationship that Christ alone as the sacrificial lamb provided. We needed Christ to not only again get what we needed to be right with God, but so God could also get what he wanted. Look again at verses 29 through 32. This is Zechariah talking. Again. I mean, I'm sorry, Simeon. <laughs> Says, Lord. Now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Let's get something straight. Unlike us, God needs nothing, right? And and requires nothing to be God. He might desire, he might deserve, he might demand, he might decree, he might declare, but never need. But he actually wants and wanted something in Christmas. Two things we see here. He wants relationship with sinners and he wants worship for and from his people. In worship, in Christ being raised and lifted up, and what Jesus did at his death in the Christmas, God invited and draws the world to the good news of forgiveness of sins. The light here in a time before there's electricity kind of has a morbid again but sobering ramification, doesn't it? Do you know what they did with the lamb that was brought? They slaughtered it, and then they burnt it. And a flame... And smoke went up to heaven. You ever smell a barbecue in your neighborhood, but it ain't yours? I hate that, especially when I don't, you know, we ain't having a barbecue that day. And I'm not invited. I don't like that. I like the smell, but I hate not being invited. You ever try to figure out where it's coming from? I do. Sometimes I can see the smoke and the smell, and I can smell it. And I even see a flame if it's, if it's late enough and they're just starting to grill. There is a light going up to the world at Christmas, y'all. And it's not the kind you see at McCadensville. It, it is the flame thrown up, right? It's a smoke signal at day and flame of light from the sacrifice of the Lamb. I remember we had a. Uh, Christmas at our church in Atlanta some years ago almost 20 years ago now and um, the Christmas tree was done and one of our elders he was cleaning up Craig and um, the flame was going in the barbecue pit it was an old school church with this big pit and he said let me just throw this tree on the flame to see what happens boy that was a funny time right there Because he threw the tree on the flint, and you know, I didn't know it was gonna be like this. By the way, y'all dispose of your trees properly. Let this be a story to you. Um, And he throws the tree on the grill, and it had the grill had a little hut over it too. And when he threw that thing on the grill, it was an explosion. And the top of the hut caught fire for a minute, right? And we, you could see that thing. I mean, that flame, it was ridiculous. And in the, in the uh, fire department had to come, right? Because he threw this tree. It was funny. I am so glad that happened to him. Anyway, um, at Jesus' death, the Lamb of God for the sins of the world, his death, that death is the stuff y'all it is the fuel of the light of the good news that at the bottom it, behind the light, that the flame that draws people out of darkness at Christmas is, is that a lamb has been sacrificed to God. And it is the explosive, captivating, and even alarming flame of God's love for a broken world shooting up high for all the world to see. And in that flame is the smoke, is an offering of glory, pleasurable, and praiseworthy to God. The priest would take the lamb and lay it on the altar and burn it. And the scent, the smoke, the flame would symbolically be going up to God as satisfaction for our sin. The slam slain for Mary and Joseph that Mary and Joseph brought, it brought glory to God. And God gets what he wants at Christmas. He gets to give the message of his love for a broken world and salvation through Jesus. And he gets all praise and honor and glory and gives us access to that Christmas through the blood of the Lamb. Celebrate Christmas, people of God. Hear the good news. Worship God for the Lamb of God for our sins and come not being enough or being good enough or come not having enough to buy without money, without goodness, but only by the grace of God in the Christmas into what you need to be whole and right and true and forgiven. Should you look at that manger scene, Envision the baby and be glad. Be merry. Experience joy because that babe, by the birth of Jesus, is Christmas. It is the Lamb of God. He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world and offers to take away the sins of the world. Joy to the world, right? Hark the herald angels sing. Merry Christmas. By the blood of the Lamb, God slain, sent to die. We get from God, only from God, what we need. And God, our Father, gets what he wants. You and me with him and right with him forever it's Christmas let us pray Heavenly Father we thank you for the sacrifice that Christ came to be the lamb born and slain for us And the light of his sacrifice goes up. Lord, I pray for those of us who need a beacon of hope. Help us to see the light of God's sacrifice that we were yet sinners and Christ died. For those of us who have forgotten, Lord, draw us again. Let it alarm us, Lord, how bright the flame is. Let it alarm us, Lord, of the love of God for us. Lord, I just ask that your people not miss out on Christmas trying to get Christmas for themselves. Pray that they return to Christ, and I pray that they return others around them to Christ as well. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.